Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Tonight we're going to talk about being in the season of blank. I'm not blank enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not skinny enough. Y'all ready for this? Has anybody ever been in that season? Where God is telling you that you're going to do some exploits and you're looking around saying, there ain't no way. There's no way that God's going to do anything like that in my life because nobody in my family's ever done it. Thank you, praise team. Y'all are so awesome. Give it up for them. Thank you, volunteers. Thank you, volunteers that helped put this on. Thank you, thank you. But in that season where you realize that the enemy's been trying to set you up for a really long time. You ever been there where you just every night you go to bed and you got the same panic attack that you've been having forever. I remember I am the kind of girl when God brought me through my hell and I got my mouth under control because a long story short, I drove a dude off of my big mouth. Okay. After 17 years, I told him every day, I don't need no man. And I woke up one day and didn't have one. And I remember in that season, God said, listen, girl, the devil's trying to trap you up. Knock, 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 Kim. The devil's trying to knock you up. Now, let knock me up. <laughs> He's trying to do that too, I'm sure. <laughs> but won't he do it? I got my tail healed, what? And I remember going through that season, realizing that the devil don't fight you unless there's something powerful on the inside of you. He ain't messing with your neighbor and your neighbor's buying boats and buying houses and you're over here tithing and you can't get nothing. And you're over here looking at all of his blessings. The devil can give you blessings too. But the reason the enemy's fighting you and you're like, well, I don't want it then. I don't, I don't want the blessing. And so you're like, I would just rather not do anything for God than have to keep going. Y'all ever been there going through these warfare, going through these fights? It's like you come out of one storm and you find yourself in another one. You ever been there? Like where you feel like you can't even hardly get your head up off the pillow? Like you're looking at your checking account, you're working three and four jobs and you can't pay your bills? I love standing right here. It feels like Beyonce. If I had a weave, it would flow for y'all. And I'd make sure I flew through it every time I said something good. In those seasons, you got to understand that staying down is not how you're going to get out of that season. You got to realize and get your power. This is why you got to know who the Holy Spirit is. People used to tell me when they heard I was coming to Orange County, they were like, man, I don't know if Orange County's ready for you. I was like, oh, they're about to get ready for me because I came on an assignment to tell somebody that's about to give up. You feel like a turtle stuck in peanut butter and I'm about to tell somebody that you got everything you need on the inside of you to fight. Get your Rambo fight back on. You ain't no has-been. You're not an LD. You're not, you're not special ed. Y'all got books on the inside of you. I wrote three books. I was in straight up special ed my whole life. Because the enemy knew that if I can make her feel stupid, she won't allow what she's gone through. See, there's a lot of people in this room right here that it's, as cemeteries are full of people that have gone to their graves with unmet dreams because they didn't feel good enough. Because we were waiting for people to support us when sometimes you gotta know how to clap for yourself. You got to go on and high five yourself right now. High five yourself. Look at you making it through some stuff you didn't think you would make it through. High five yourself. You making it, baby. 
You're making it. And you're doing a jam up job. You may be on food stamps today, but that ain't where you're staying. You may be barely making it. You look snatched on the outside and on the inside. You're tore up from the floor up, but you're making it. You ain't staying here. This is part of your story. This is part of your oil. You're going to be so oily of anointing on the inside of you that when you walk into a room, everything's going to shift just because you're there. Your friends are about to be blessed just because they're friends with you. You're about to go to a place of elevation where all those enemies, all those fakers that God removed from your life. You've been over here trying to figure out what you did wrong. Stalking them on Facebook. Mad because they betrayed you. You're walking into a season of elevation where they're going to tell everybody, I remember when I used to be their friend. It's just a season. Look at your neighbor. Say, it's just a season. It's not a sentence. It's just a moment. Some of y'all being disobedient. It's just a moment. Not a monument. I'm not staying here. After tonight, I'm going to walk out and realize that I got to help God help me. You got a class participation. I used to lay in my bed. Laying in my, on my pillow. Because <laughs> when I lost everything, I was feeling real sorry for myself. Because I went all the way down from a knockoff Bentley. It was a knockoff Bentley, okay? I went from a Mercedes to a knockoff Bentley, which was a 300 Chrysler. I lost all my friends. Everybody was talking about me on social media because I was, I, we I was married to a pastor. And honey, sin will take you further than you want to go and cost you everything. Because you will find yourself in church. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. And living like the devil. You don't want him to break no chains. In fact, you ain't even opening your mouth to say break every chain. Because you're afraid he'll strip everything from you. Because we got a man's face on God. Instead of realizing that God is a God of grace and mercy. God's got spiritual amnesia. What you walked in with and you're still repenting for. He's done said, what are you repenting for? I already forgave you. I would stay on this side more if that fan was over here. He's got spiritual amnesia. He don't even know what you keep repenting about. But because the devil knows that you're going to walk up into Free Chapel, Orange County, and a woman wearing a big old robe and a mohawk at 46 years old was going to look at you and get and call forth that divine appointment on the inside of you, that divine destiny on the inside of you, and let you know as long as you ain't dead, God's not done. Boom, shaka-laka-laka, boom. God ain't done with you. Tell your neighbor. God ain't done with you. It ain't, I can't hear you. It ain't over. We need to get feisty so the devil can hear us telling him, you punk. That's why when I tell y'all something, you got to act, just scare your neighbor's eyelashes off. Because the devil is deaf. And we want him to hear you. Because he's the only stupid fool. He keeps reminding you of your past. You need to look at him and tell him, I got a, pa- I got a future, but you don't. He's been telling you and making you fear. I remember y'all, I'm telling you, he tells you a storm's coming. A storm's coming. You live every day not even being able to live your life in peace because you're afraid of what might happen. That probably won't never happen. 89% of the things you worry about never happen. I remember I was laying in bed one night. 
about three years ago, I was on a show called Preachers of Atlanta. Everybody knew me. And all of a sudden, I never could quite get my mind under control. I would always, I'd get up and preach and go back to my room and have this moment like this. I'm not blank enough. I would be preaching in some of the biggest platforms in America, and I don't even know how I got there. But one ounce of obedience will keep, give you more than all you can ask for. And one of my biggest platforms opened. I only got this platform because I was obedient one day when I was broke down in my knockoff Bentley on the side of the road. And God started realizing that, see, when you come out of hell, you come out on fire or you stay broken in the wilderness. You stay in the wilderness as long as you want to stay in the wilderness. But when you finally start taking your dignity and pride back and pulling yourself out, something happens to you where you don't look at people no more in their eyes and see what they think about you. Instead, you're every day walking knowing you got a divine appointment and an assignment and that people are waiting for you to be there, to talk to them, to pull them out of their hell. Because when you've gone through something, you've got empathy. You've got empathy for people. You won't let them go because they're not strong enough to go through what you made it through. Somebody's waiting for your transformation. I remember all of a sudden I started feeling. Y'all don't ever go ask 1-800-ASK-GOOGLE. Dr. Google, don't don't ever do it because they will have you dead you are dying of a massive stroke right this second because your arms going numb all of a sudden i'm just thinking because god was opening up a major platform for me to go preaching i was so scared that i started thinking oh my god the devil's attacking me see so often we blame so much on the devil we're like the devil's trying to steal my car no you need an oil change The devil's trying to steal my marriage. No, you need to get little Johnny out of the middle, you and your husband at 12. The devil's after my health. No, you need to put the ho-hos down. Them little Debbie cakes will have you dead. They have your cholesterol going out the roof. Out the roof. This platform was opening up for me, and I was feeling like I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, I don't, I don't think they know what they're talking well, about. I don't know why they're calling me. Because I had a video that I did one day sitting on the side of the road because when God set me free, he radically set me free. He set me free in such a way I wasn't scared of nothing. I ain't scared of the devil. In fact, every night, instead of me looking under the bed to see if he's under there, he looks under the bed to see if I'm under there. He knows every morning when I wake up, he's like, crap! All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm starting to feel. I went in. My husband's the type of man that he's so full of Jesus. Okay, he wasn't raised in the church. You know, those people ain't raised in the church. They really believe what the Bible says. He he said, I said, oh, baby. I said, He said, what in the world is wrong with you? This was only three years ago. I said, I'm having a stroke. Dr. Google said that I'm having a stroke if my arm starts getting tingly. You know, the more you start concentrating on dying, your your, your, your throat starts to close up. And you can't talk. Y'all know what panic attacks? Anybody had any panic attacks up in there? Yes, some of you have them all the time. You ain't dead yet either. I was like, "Ah!" Finally, my husband said, Kim, I am not taking you to the hospital. You need to go in your room. Real talk, Kim. 
Don't you hate when people throw up your own stuff at you? He said, I'm going to need you to go in there and lay hands on yourself. I went in the room. I was like, come out. Come out. Nothing was, nothing was working. I just go. <laughs> Finally, he said, get in the car. He was so mad at me. We drove all the way there. And by the time I got to the hospital, I didn't even let him stop driving. And I was, I was falling over. I walked into the emergency room. They said, well, hey, you're that. I said, I'm dead. They said, we need your name. I said, dad, you know. They said, we need your social security number. I'm laying over like this. I know it shocks y'all, but I'm very dramatic. All of a sudden, I heard the Lord say, girl. Your mind. You preach to the world and you just let the devil steal two hours of your time. Did you know that if you die, you ain't gonna know it anyway? And he said, Kim, right now, If you walk out of this place, renew your mind, find your peace, it's free. But the minute you allow your mind to carry you away and walk behind those closed doors right there, that's the emergency room. It's going to cost you $10,000. I went... I said, oh, my God, Mark, there was a miracle in Fiedmont Fayette. <laughs> Won't he do it? Won't he will? So often, because of the fact that we don't feel blank enough, we walk around hating life, miserable, staying with people, That are counterfeits in our life. Allowing people to stay longer in our seasons. Than they need to be in our seasons. You got people in your VIP section right now. That that you have outgrown them. Just like you outgrowed your clothes. But you stay holding on to them. Because I'm afraid of being alone. I would rather have four quarters and a hundred pennies. And you're holding on to these people that every day of your life are reminding you of why that man ran off. Reminding you of why you are who you are and how nobody will love you and your five baby daddy kids. You're a dropout. You can't write no book. You're a loud mouth chunky, but ain't nobody going to love you. That is not the truth. God knew before you were ever even a thought in your mother's womb. He knew that you were going to go down the detours that you went through. He knew that you were going to have some babies that you weren't married to their daddy. He knew that you were going to call some bad business deals. He knew that you were going to have some bankruptcies. He knew that you were going to have cancer three times. And he said, I still validate you. I still choose you. I have called you. I have called you to do great things. In that season of, I'm not blank enough. My scripture tonight, I want you to look at your neighbor before I go there. It's Jeremiah 1, 4 through 10. I'm going to tell you about a man that wrestled with God. 
You know, here's what's so cool about God. There's some people in here right now that feel like I made the wrong mistakes too many times. There's no recovery. You ever been there? Anybody been in that season where you're like, man, I can't get out of this hole. I can't get out of this pit. Listen to me. There was a man in the Bible named Jonah. He, I, I bet you he was just like me. Stubborn as all get out. You know, whenever you go through a divorce and God tells you, I, lay, I used to lay in bed after my divorce, y'all, and I would lay there every night and I'd be like, kill him! I was raised in a preacher's home, y'all. On a preacher's pew. I was so eaten up with bitterness, I would literally lay in bed every night. I am a specific prayer, too. I pray specifics. So I'd say, kill him with a train! Because I knew Benny Hinn couldn't breathe life back. I knew Jensen Franklin couldn't breathe. <laughs> he would be splat. And God spoke to me. And he said, Kim, where I'm taking you, it's going to happen fast. And right now, I can't bless you because you're trying to teach people lessons. I need you to realize that rejection was God's protection. And when you can get to a place where you can pray for that man, I said, well, that ain't going to ever happen. I'm going to be praying. He said, you got to forgive right now. I said, God... See, here's what happens. We, we, we bring you to church and teach you about Job and Elisha. And, but we don't teach you how to get your heart forgiven. How do you forgive somebody that molested you at four? How do you forgive somebody that walked out with your best friend after 28 years of living? How do you forgive that partner that you invested your whole 401k in and they walked off with everything of yours? You know how you forgive. And this is where the enemy gets me in. Because you... Are a caretaker. You are a nurturer. You are a lion. You are a hunter. But what happens is the enemy will start taking your dignity. He will allow you to encounter some things in your life, sir, that knocks you off of your pedestal. And you start thinking that this is all that you'll ever be. But my God says in Ephesians 3.20, he's going to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you could ever ask or think. If you can forgive that season and you can forgive that partner, God, I'm prophesying over you right now. God is going to give you back double for your trouble. God is about to give you so much money, you can buy everything this church needs all by yourself it ain't taking God by surprise but now he showed us have your, your, your confidence knocked down to I'm not enough because I lost what I thought would be with me forever and now you're finding yourself walking around life can't even talk to God no more because you're mad because he didn't preserve the very thing that you worked your whole life for. But I promise you, I'm going to tell you something. It was just five years ago that I was working at Bloomingdale's for $9 an hour. I hated people. And God said, I'm going to allow you to go through the season that you can't stand. And I'm going to get you in that season qualified for where I'm going to take you. And when I turn the lights on in your life, ain't nobody going to get the credit for it. See, you've been waiting for somebody to give you a loan for that bakery. You've been waiting for somebody to believe in that patent. God is saying, I'm not letting nobody come to your rescue because I'm going to bring it to you and when I bring it to you I'm going to get the glory for your story that's how come you out here by yourself because God wants you to trust him even when you can't trace him this is a season where God is showing out through you I look now and how one video started allowing me to go minister all over the world I wanted to quit Bloomingdale so bad because my, my video went viral. People started calling me. They started saying, can you come preach? I was like, 
you know I've been divorced. Because I was raised in a religion that said you get divorced, you're going to hell on a slip and slide. Well, I sure didn't think I was qualified to be in a platform preaching with some of the biggest legends. And they said, yes, we've already Googled you. See, some of you won't even tell your story because you're scared they're going to Google you. Let them Google you. People can't stop you. But your testimony can set some people free. People can't steal your birthday. All of a sudden, I said, you know, I've been divorced. They said, yes, we Googled you. They said, we want you to come preach. And the first church he let me go preach in was a Kojic church. He said, girl, I'm going light on you. Because in a Kojic church, they ain't like no white church. White church is looking at you like what? A Kojic church? All I got to do is, and God said, and they're They just grabbing the anointing any breath they can get. So I could go in and just talk about fish sandwiches and they were falling in the floor. Because God said, where I'm about to take you, I'm going to give you some practice. See, because God's like that. God don't just kick you out. He gets you and strategically plans and is intentional for every process. All he needs you to do is jump. He needs you to jump. He needs you to obey. He needs you to believe in yourself. And every day of your life, fake it till you make it. You got a word from God and you got free Oprah show on social media. You can go live anytime you want to. But you come through a season where all of a sudden you're starting to feel free. You're like, let me try this live Facebook because it's free. I'm going to become Oprah. And you got this word that God your spirit you ain't never done this before you're just stepping out of the boat you're scared to death but all of a sudden you get a word you get on there and ain't one person jumping on with you and all of a sudden you're feeling like oh my gosh ain't nobody supporting me I was just dreaming it wasn't really all God God didn't give me that yes it was you just don't know if there's somebody on there that ain't gonna tell you they on there and your testimony just took them off of the ledge He'll have you not writing that book. Because what if nobody buys it? What if four people buy it? You made a hundred bucks. You won't make that dress because what if nobody will buy my dress? You know what I used to do? Broker than a joke. I could not buy credit with my name because when I went through divorce, I lost everything. And I started saying, God won't let me leave Bloomingdale. See, I, that video went viral. And I kept thinking, God, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to jump into ministry. Because when God healed me, man, he did a 360 on me. Like, I didn't even look the same. I didn't even think the same. Like, I love so much that when I walk out there to that table and hug on you tonight, I'll be like, man, I love you so much. And you're like, man, I know it. The girl that used to hate people. God did a work in my heart because I was available. And he said, I'm going to trust you with millions of little thumbnails all over the world. I'm going to trust you to love people, millions and millions of people from all walks of life for free. And I would sit on the side of the road doing videos. They went viral and I started to get to preach. And I said, I'm so excited that I get to go preach. I'm going to get to quit Bloomingdale's. Won't he do it? I said, oh, no, you're not. 
You ain't ready for full-time ministry. I'm just giving you a little taste of where I'm taking you. Those who are faithful in the little, I'll reward you with much. He made me stay there for a whole nother two years at Bloomingdale's. I would walk out with armor bearers. And then I'd walk in and have to put lipstick on a woman. And I was wrestling with God. Why can't I quit? He said, because you've done it your way your whole life. And in this season, I need your obedience. You ain't ready yet. If I let you go full-time ministry now, you'll have 12 armor bears and all pink M&Ms. Because your character can't keep up with your purpose yet, Kim. Your purpose can't keep you with where I'm taking you. Now go put lipstick on that broad. I'd go back in and do makeup again. Even halfway through my little assignment... They went and God wouldn't let me, I wouldn't hear nothing from him. I'm preaching all over the world. He still said, go back to Bloomingdale's. And I remember one day I got done with my prayer call because I was even doing prayer calls during my lunch hour. I'd have a thousand people on there with me because when God's on the scene, he blesses everything. I got out of that car one day and I got blood. When you are in ministry and you get to go over, over international, you have officially made it. And I walked into my human resources office because my God wouldn't let me quit. I walk into that human resources and I said, Leah, you probably are going to have to fire me. Because I need another day off to preach. She goes, girl, we see what God's doing in your life. You go on. We'll take care of you. I said, no. God said, I told you. I was just like Jonah. He was telling me to do something. Jonah was like, I don't want to go to Nineveh. Let them die. Let them die. But you know how cool God is. Y'all, God is such a good, good father. (laughs) He sent a big old whale. He told that whale, whale, you go follow Jonah. Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. Because he's going to finally figure it out and get his tail in the right place. And he's going to need transportation to get back to where I told him to go in the first place. That's how good your father is. That's why you can't live in the shoulda, couldas, and wouldas. You got to know that God will bring a fish, baby. God will take you through a season where you feel like you're in the belly of a whale to prepare you for where he's taking you. But when he comes on the scene, what, 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 what? Jeremiah 1, 4 through 10 says, The Lord gave me this message. He said, I knew you before I formed you. In your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you. (laughs) Ain't that so cool? Like everything that you got yourself stuck in right now. He said, before you were ever even a thought in your mother's womb. I chose you. I appointed you. I can hear somebody right now in this room saying, no, you ain't talking to me. Because I know I'm a mess up. I am tore up from the floor. God would never. See, because the enemy's got you on mute. Because the Bible says that life and death are in the power of your words. And some of you can't even open your mouth and pray right now. You can't even open your mouth because you think that God, you will text me. You will come on my, on my, on my, on my Facebook statuses. I'd be like, I decree and declare that today is your turnaround. Today is your trajectory shift. You'll be like, I hope so. I'm like, no, not you. That was not for you. 
looking in the mirror. Them thick thighs. That big old five finger forehead. You telling them every day, God, just let me magically disappear. Just. Because we don't want to put in the work. But can I tell you that a miracle is easy to get, but it is hard to keep. That's why God allows you to go through the purging. That's why he allows you to go through those seasons of you having to start all over again. I'm telling you something, starting over ain't so bad. It gives you a chance to do it the right way the second time. He said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. That's how some of you feel in this room. God, I've done too much bad. I can't speak for you. That's what I said forever. God has got my whole family preachers. Nobody's been divorced. My parents have been married 50 years. My brother's been married 25 years. And I ran a man off with my big old mouth. After 17 years, I drove the dude to drink, to be honest. And God said, I'm going to use what you messed up to set you up for your comeback. I'm going to get you in this season where you're going to have to put a do not disturb upon your heart. And you're going to have to find me. Because when you hit rock bottom, you either find out who the rock is at the bottom or you're going to stay there. Oh, the rock at the bottom is Jesus. You're either going to get to a place where you stop laying in the bed. You're laying in the bed like this. Can God read my mind? I don't even have a prayer. I feel so weak. God, you forgot about me. So I'm mad at you. So you just got to read my mind tonight. You better learn how to get up on your knees. Stop laying in the bed praying. Get up on your knees and begin to put some fire on your prayer. Begin to say, Father, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the top and not the bottom. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm taking back everything the devil stole. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon, devil! I'm coming for it. I'm coming for it. I'm in a season where I'm coming for it. I'm in a season where I push my plate back and I begin to war in the spirit. He said he knows you. He's called you. He's qualified you. There are people waiting for your transformation. Somebody in this building needs to realize and get their praise on tonight. Before we walk out of this place, you need to make a decision in your mind. I'm coming for it all. It's only been five years. I was in special ed. I would never have thought to write a book in my life. I said, you're going to write a book. I said, God, nobody even knows me. He said, you got about a million people following you. And you didn't pay for one of them. They see the transformation through the anointing on your life. If I would have just handed you a platform, you wouldn't be the one with the voice that don't care what nobody thinks. You pull people out of hell. I need you to write a book. Because you can't touch everybody. 
but that book's going to get in the hands. I remember when I was going through my divorce. I remember laying there one night watching everybody talking about me because divorce was so frowned upon. I was so broken. There was nothing I could do. I fought like hell to keep my marriage. I was laying in that bed one night. I said, God, take this pain away from me. He said, I can't take it away. You got to get up and walk away. He said, I need you to write a book. He said, books will go all around the world. He said, and stop trying to defend yourself. Some of y'all's clap back in this place is so powerful that it's distracting you. God is using people that get up with bad breath and bedhead to keep you bound. He said, I need you to write a book. I said, God, I don't even know where punctuations go. He said, I didn't tell you to know how to do punctuations. I said, write a book. I said, I don't know how to write a book. He said, just start writing about you. Write about this. Tell everything. I said, I ain't telling everything. He said, oh, you're going to tell about both of your marriages. I said, well, that's a lie from the pit of hell. That was the devil. Because that first marriage did not count. Because if I passed him on the street, I wouldn't know what he looked like. Because for three months I stayed married to this man. I was married twice before I was 20. In a religion that said you're going to hell on a slip and slide. Running them off with my mouth. Because I don't need no man. Because God knew if I ever got it together. He was going to bring a man of God into my life. That was going to love my lights out. And that was going to protect me. He tells me 45 times a day. Baby, if I told you how much I love you. And I'm like, yes, 45 times. I look at how. When I finally got to my place. Where I wasn't trying to force doors. See, chaos and confusion is not a God. Some of you in in the wrong lane. You're over here trying to do everything. And you're blocking everybody else from getting in their lane. Because you don't get in your own lane. When I finally got in that place. Where I realized praise and worship was not my gig. Because my son looked at me one day and said, you stink. Then I was able to get in the lane that I was supposed to be in. When God told me, he said, Kim. You get better and you live so nobody believes it. And I'm going to vindicate you. It took him five years. But when I wrote my first book, he sent me an editor that did it for $250. Because obedience. When I wrote that book, the first week of pre-sales, I was like, Mama, look. All them haters that was talking about me is buying my book. She said, baby, they're buying that book to see if they're in it. But they're funding your ministry. Stand up on your feet. They're funding your ministry. That's what God says. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.